okay, guys, we're recording. Like, this is real life. This is really happening. Welcome back to Conversations with Claire. That feels so weird to say. I don't even know how many months it's been since I've recorded an episode, but it's been a few. And uh, we left off on episode 41. So uh, here's to episode 42. Things are going to be a little bit different for now, and that's quite all right. I'm doing audio only. I am sitting in my apartment, solo dolo, and we're just going to rock through some topics. I don't know what the plan is for this, but it's going to look a little different for now. I have no plan for the duration of this episode. I previously felt like I needed to have a polished production, but we're here now and we're not polished. And that's fine because not all that glitters is gold, right? And I just, I don't know, it's kind of wild. This morning I woke up, so it's mm, 12.47 p.m right now. And I, I, I was up this morning doing my, my routine and I've been having conversations recently. You know, a lot of questions come up about, are you going to do podcasting again? Is that something you want to pick back up? And, and the answer is like a hard yes, but a hard yes, but, but I need to focus energy on other things, but that wasn't an expense for me because I did have uh, a producer on it, which shout out Yash. He's amazing. And so I needed to focus energy on other things for a bit. And, but I feel this like calling to this space. Like I love doing this thing. And even though I'm solo here right now, like having conversations with rad people about the things they're up to and all of us learning and growing is like a really cool thing. So definitely been on my radar of like, do I want to pick that up for sure? But (laughs) do I need to get my feedback underneath me? Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't been here for very long, then maybe you just know me as the me now, but like I only started to create content online in 2022 and I launched the podcast in the fall of 2022. And that was because it was a suggestion made by others to do. And it's been such a blessing, but I was also launching 400 other things and just trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. And spoiler alert, we're still just figuring out what we're doing, but I at least now have some real roots here and a job, like a consistent job that I'm fired up about. We'll get into that later. So Anyway, we're going to unpack some things. The The premise of this episode, now that we're a little over three minutes in, is emotion versus devotion. So we're going to get back to that here in a minute. So just know that that's, that's where we're headed, and I'm excited to unpack that. But before we unpack that, let's just do a little life update. So... The, the thing I'm talking about is I'm, I'm seeing clients in real life again at Onnit Gym in Austin, Texas, which since I moved to Austin, Onnit always felt like home from day one. They welcomed me with open arms. They were so supportive. They have been 
the facility is amazing and the humans within it are also wonderful. And I've always felt that way. So whenever a handful of months ago, some of my online clients on Wellness with Claire, my coaching app, which also launched this year. Did I mention to y'all I've been doing things? <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Okay. So they wanted to be able to train in real life and I wanted to be able to have that experience with them, but didn't have a location to do it at the time. And so it became a search for that. And thankfully we found our feet there and that was not even maybe two months ago. So it's been wonderful to be doing this hands-on coaching. It's been so powerful. I'll use the example of uh, a client literally this morning who we're going through our, our routine and drilling movement patterns and working through the things that we want to work on for that client. And he said, by the way, working with you feels like sports medicine. Like it doesn't feel like a personal trainer. So let me be clear. I am a personal trainer and my education is simply a handful, a good handful of coaching certifications and lots of hours of on the floor being coached, hours of coaching on the floor. That's as far as it, you know, I don't have a formal education, so I'm not claiming to be that, but it was really, really affirming in that role because I had a lot of resistance with that role initially of not wanting to do it and feeling a ton of imposter syndrome when I finally started to coach last year in real life, feeling like, do I belong here? Am I really, you know, it, it just, it, I had to go through those reps, those early reps last year of the imposter syndrome of you don't even know what you're doing. They're going to know that you're so novice to being like, okay, wait a second. You actually do know what you're doing. And I do have so much room for growth and learning. And I'm so excited for that. But to get some sort of affirmation that these clients that I am seeing really, and I know it cause I see it. Like I exist within a gym many hours a day, every single day. And I would just watch people move. And I just think constantly about how can we optimize the movement pattern? And I have curiosity about why they choose to do things the way that they do, which is so fun. And I think that taking it from there and just simply inquiring, asking the question, uh, provides you the opportunity to learn a thing. And maybe they're doing it because they have a different intention, a different stimulus than what you learned. Right. And so, but to be able to help these clients, feel more capable in their bodies, experience more joy in their bodies, become more durable is just like such a blessing. So I'm really enjoying getting to do that role. Uh, I got my own place. So finally, I've been in Austin since June, 2022. And I have my own place finally, which is so exciting. And that happened in, I guess, July. So uh, July of this year, 2023. So it's been a little bit, but it feels like home. Let's see. As far as other life updates of what I'm up to, there is a lot of, uh, so my app wellness with Claire, we launched it in January, but I still had a lot of acquainting with it and actually doing the online coaching thing. And so anyway, it's going extremely well. I'm freaking loving it. And 
we have a, like I've incorporated over the last month. I don't even know how many new education pieces within the platform, as well as new programs for both men and women, three, four and five day splits. And so I'm just super stoked because it's got all this, like we have custom meal plans tailored specifically to the client, custom workout programs tailored specifically to the client. And then all of this additional coaching, I do once weekly group coaching calls with the clients that are in the group. I do one-on-ones with the ones that are one-on-one and it's just been way rad to be doing and to be like, okay, we're making real headway here. So that's a life update. And then we got to touch on guys, PR city. I'm just out here hitting PRs. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's been cool. Uh, let's, let's see about a year ago. I focused on, okay, I'm going to do two lower body resistance training sessions per week. And that's going to be my primary focus. And then I'll continue to touch on different energy systems and different, uh, movement patterns and so on, because it's like really fun to stay athletic and fit, but I really wanted to put some size on my lower body and make it stronger. And Oh my Lanta, it's working. So tested a mile last week. Shout out Matt Choi. I don't even run, but he asked me to come do the thing. So I did the thing and we hit a 635 mile. And for not being a runner girly, you could say I'm hashtag proud. A couple of weeks ago, I hit 180 on a double for a clean and jerk. And just last week, 140 on a double for a snatch, which for me is, those are good numbers. And then, uh, well the, the one eighty is a PR and then one forty is a PR match, but for doubles. And then also we tested Fran two weeks ago. So Fran is like a big CrossFit workout and it's 21, 15, nine thruster pull up. Right. And my last best recorded time was in 2020 and it was a five Oh eight, which is anyway, Uh, I haven't been testing things, just been working on getting more fit. And so then the other day we tested this notable workout. And so thankfully I've got it recorded and I was able to pull it up and I didn't know what my previous best had been. I didn't look at that before we actually did the workout itself, but after completing it, it was like a walk-off finish. Like I came into it with this whole smooth and steady approach. Don't go crazy. Don't know how this is going to go. I've been doing Metcons a couple of times a week. And that time domain is not really my favorite place to hang out. I like a longer workout for sure. So literally 3.36 was my time. And it was like, absolutely probably should have gone faster. So anyway, it's just been really cool to like test these different things with fitness and be like, oh, wow, all of this strength work that you've been doing has really been paying off. So those are exciting things going on in my life. Other than that, I spend a lot of energy working in recovery and, and things like that regarding alcoholism. And that's a really rewarding chapter of my life. And of course, as I've always said, uh, you know, if you have curiosity there, I would love to hear from you. I'd love for you to DM me something like that. Cause that's a, that's a big, big passion of mine. Um, so let's go to the topic at hand today, which is emotion versus devotion. And it's like a, it's a reframe as the, or maybe like a rewiring of how we think, how we identify our thoughts. And I want to give credit to James at Red Rocks who spoke a sermon on this and and he explained this whole rewire, reframe thing. And I'm probably not going to say it perfectly, but this process, which we're about to walk through. And so learned it from him. I don't know where he got it from, but it was 
it's beautiful. And so I think it's useful. So thank you very much to James. Thanks you to Re- thank you to Red Rocks for introducing me to this idea. And I'm just going to regurgitate it to the best of my ability because it feels freaking useful. So the concept is I have an emotion, right? I feel a certain type of way. My thoughts are telling me blank. But I have devotion to this thing. I'm going to get practical here in a minute. So just ride with me on this broad view and then we'll go more narrow. So I have this emotion. I feel away, but I have this devotion, which then when I zoom out, pause, think about what I'm devoted to, then that gives me a sense of direction so that I can make a decision that aligns with my devotion. So let's apply this to phase one of the Live Hard program, which by the way, I'm on day 30 of 30. So today's the final day of phase one, which is wild. You do the Live Hard program, it's 75 hard, and then you have the opportunity to jump straight into phase one if you so choose, which I did choose that. This is my second time doing 75 hard, and then I didn't feel like it was challenging enough, which is wild because the first time I did it, it felt over overwhelming. And guys, if you have curiosity about what that program is, you can literally Google it. It was created by Andy Frisella, which is the founder of First Form, the supplement company that I work with. Uh, my socials definitely have links to, to all of that stuff if you guys have curiosity on that. But that's the program that I'm currently in. And the whole concept is like to elevate your level of discipline, to elevate your quality of life, to make you attain goals that you, you know, like I I went and did phase or I went and did 75 hard shortly after getting sober two and a half years ago because I didn't know what to do with my hands and I needed some good direction. And so it was really useful and it was really freaking hard. So then if we look at my timeline this year of when I chose to pick it back up and do it again, I had just recently gone through a breakup. So things in life felt unstable for me, which is totally okay. And I simply wanted some good action items to take each day. I wanted to put my one foot in front of the other in a direction that was going to make me head towards things I wanted to head towards. And I'm really in this season right now of like, do the work to become the person that belongs in the room. And so this is a great way to do that. So anyway, back to this emotion devotion thing. Phase one, week two. So, so 75 hard has a number of different actions you take every single day for 75 days straight. And then phase one, you layer on a handful of additional items. 75 hard has action steps that are mostly parts of my life already. So it was like, these are already things that I do. And so it was getting really consistent with them, which has been very useful. And I want to be clear that even though this second time felt a lot easier, it's really cool to see how your baseline can shift up over time and not even that long of a time frame. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't wildly useful. So I want to be really clear that it's still, although it didn't feel nearly as challenging, it was wildly effective and useful. So 12 out of 10 worth it, right? But then I didn't feel like it was hard enough. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to do phase one, then add on some more stuff to do. And sure enough, it was enough new things that I felt a sense of overwhelm with it. 
which was actually a really cool tool for me to remember what it's like for my new clients when they come in. And by the way, when my new clients come in, I always tell them like, I'm like, Hey, listen, you're hiring me to be your coach. And you can either let me be your coach and do the things that I'm asking you to do and not layer on your 14 additional items that you think that you should do because you're very capable. And then you become overwhelmed. And two weeks later, you think the whole system's broken or we can just like, trust me, let me give you a few things and let's get after that. Right. So it was a, I, we have these conversations all the time and it was a cool exposure for me to adding in enough new things that it gave me this sense of overwhelm so that I could identify back with my clients and be like, Oh dang, that's what that feels like. So week two, I don't feel like it. That totally happened to me. I'm on the final day now. So this week four, uh, and, and, and have executed thankfully, but why, why was I able to do that? Because I was able to identify that, that I don't feel like it, that I feel overwhelmed. These were emotional states, right? But I had a devotion to the thing. I had committed to the completion of this live hard program. So that then gave me direction. Okay. Because I'm devoted to executing on this stuff. These are the things I need to do so that I can make a decision. Right. And so what I'll, what I'll kind of round that out with is that living within 24 hours was taught to me and really works for me. And so with executing on all those things, even though it was an, I don't feel like it, I feel overwhelmed. I literally, I think I got the flu. Like it was not, it was not a good week y'all. Uh, but it was, you just have to do the next right thing and you only have to operate within this 24 hour window. So I will say when it comes to my ability to execute on 75 hard twice and now phase one, it's been, I just have to look at the next 24 hours. So the night before the following day, I am a girly pop that lives out of my calendar. And so we throw a lot of things in there as we go through life. And then the night before the next day, I pull up my calendar. I see what all, what all's on there. How many clients, when am I seeing them? What's going on? Am I filming over here? Am I going to this meeting? Like all the things that we do in a day. Right. And so I look at the following day, the night before, and that informs me when I need to slot in all of these tasks of this challenge of this program. So the biggest ones, of course, are there's two 45 minute exercise sessions. They have to be separated by time. So like that's a, that's a time consuming endeavor. A lot of the other tasks are not so time consuming, but those in specific, you got to be really intentional with those or else your day will slip on by and you're like, oh my gosh, now I'm feeling overwhelmed because I still have these things I need to get done. And so how do I navigate around the overwhelm most of the time is by simply looking at the next day, the night before slotting in what I need to slot in. And then whenever that day happens, it's like, boom, I already know what I need to do and when I need to do it. And this is a devotion that I have made, which has given me direction so that I can make these decisions. And then if I will hold my word to myself, there's a million different quotes out there about this and it is so good, but like being able to commit to your word to yourself is literally one of the biggest assets in life. Like you do that on repeat and you elevate and then you like you build trust with yourself. And when you can trust yourself, you can get some cool shit done y'all. So it's been a blessing, a gift. I'm so grateful that this program exists and has given me this structure. Whenever I was in a phase of life where I really just needed some structure, I'm stoked to be in it. And 
I honestly, because I do the 24 hour method, I couldn't even like, I'm not even joking guys. So tomorrow, cause it's, I think that the program is like a year long or something. Like it can be if you choose to continue. And I don't even know what, like, so I know today's day 30. And so I know that I'm going to need to hop on the app, hop online and figure out what, what happens after day 30. I don't even know yet as I'm recording this right this minute, that's tomorrow, but that's not a today me problem. I'll deal with that. And it's not even a problem. It's just something I need to assess. Like I'll look that up at some point today so that then I can prepare for tomorrow, but I don't need to worry about that right now. Right now I just got to do today. So that's like a really stellar like example. Okay. I think that pretty well wraps all of that stuff. And I hope that's useful. It certainly felt really useful to me. And I feel a lot of gratitude for being exposed to these new ways to frame ideas. I think from there, I just want to wrap with a couple of things about check yourself critic. If you're anything like me, you have a tendency to give other people grace like a lot. And maybe you're judgmental too. Like there can be, you know, there could be two sides of a coin, but you're more likely to give someone else space to be a human than you are yourself. Your expectations of yourself are outlandish at times. And while that allows us, that drives us to get a lot of stuff done, which is super freaking cool. Uh, just paying attention. What are they like? What are you saying to yourself throughout the day? What's the conversation you're having with yourself? And I've been doing a lot of work here recently to just acknowledge that the internal dialogue that I carry with myself can be pretty aggressive. And while it drives me to get a lot of cool stuff done, I also have to just like check it and be like, is speaking to yourself in that way, a way that's actually going to propel you in the direction that you want to go? Or do you need to like you know, I think, I think it's like having compassion with self and I'm just kind of, I'm rolling with some ideas right now. I don't think I have it all figured out. I hope all this, all of this is simply me just sharing some experience with where we're at today. I do not think I have all the answers. I think I have a lot to learn. And if I know anything, it's that as a human, I have this delusion thing going on where, um, <laughs> we're all just humans out here trying and I identify wholeheartedly with that, but these are useful tools for me today. So anyway, just check yourself critic. Just recognize the way that you speak to yourself and is that productive? And then what are the small, small habit shifts? What are the small, small actions that you could take day in, day out that are going to reinforce for you that you have the capacity to change, that you have the capacity to become better? Like they, they don't need to be grandiose. They just need to be really small. What if you start as simple as like, I'm going to make sure I get sufficient sleep every night. Whoa. Most bang for your buck right there. So other than that, I'd like to say thank you for choosing to be here. I, I don't know where this is at. I do know I want to definitely have, I'm going to record some more conversations with some more dope people. I, I still get exposure constantly to people living here in Austin, just whether they're coming to visit or, or whatever. Like I, my network of humans is something that I'm just like, this is wild. Like I get exposure to these high performers and these people that make me think differently and, and that make me laugh. And so anyway, we'll, we'll see where this heads from here, but, uh, thank you for being here. I hope this was useful for you. I want to remind you that you have everything that you need right now and that I hope that you choose to have a beautiful day. <laughs>